0: Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, welcome back to episode 31. I'm Chase. I'm Josh. And we're On the Table Gaming. Hey, (laughs) we got a really exciting episode this week. We're going to be talking about the Night's Watch Hero Box 1. If you didn't catch our last episode, we talked about the Free Folk Hero Box 1, which was amazing. Then you're going to be in for a treat because the Night's Watch is also equally impressive. So uh, before we do that... It's time to head on up to the rookery and uh, let's go on up there and uh, oh, wait, uh, there's no ravens here. Aha, but there are some crows. You look cool, boy. Hey, Alistair. Uh, it's just, you know, I've got the AC on. So, hey, Josh, Josh, come on in here. It's, it's Alistair, John, and Jor. Will
1: you hiding from me? Hey, John, no, not hiding. I was just trying to look up the release schedule for Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. How long's it been now? Uh, well, 10 years?
0: All right, all right, all right. It hasn't been ten years. Uh, it's actually been really nice uh, for me, at least. I got some time to to get my miniatures painted before getting new stuff. Um. Anyhow, Josh, how how long should we do this stick?
1: I think that's probably plenty. We should, we should cut that short.
0: Good. Well,
1: have had enough of that sort of thing.
0: All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yep. I mean, again, that was a, a, that actually, was not a cheap
1: segment to get those yeah,
0: actors to so reprise yeah, their roles. We role. spared no expense. Yeah. Let's let's get in and talk about some of these. Uh, Night's Watch heroes, starting with everyone's favorite man of the plan, the Master of Discord, the Master at Arms, Alistair Thorne. He's looking to be a pretty cool commander here. Uh, he's got the order at any cost. If this unit would kill a panic test, kill oh. one model in this unit to automatically pass this panic test. So that seems kind of familiar.
1: That's, uh, I mean, everybody who's <clears throat> ever played
0: against a Guard Captain knows that that's pretty money. And he's got Prey on the Weak. If the defender has a destroyed rank, this unit gains plus one to hit. If they have two destroyed ranks, this attack also rolls plus two dice. Now, notably, that applies to ranged and melee combat, which is pretty cool. So you could throw them feasibly in with ranger hunters, and they're running around with it plus two dice. So that's nine dice hitting on a three plus at short range.
1: And also you have the forthcoming crossbowmen. I mean, we don't we don't know all their stats yet, but potentially that could be another awesome thing for them is to just... You know, back cleanup basically uh, on on enemy uh, units that have taken some damage.
0: Yeah, and really, you know that kind of cleanup crew. It's going to be interesting what kind of units you want to put them in with because that's really going to help generate some more hits. And I feel like that's going to help the Knights Watch be a little bit more punchy as opposed to kind of their their current. I shouldn't say this, but you know, their kind of current grindy state. They have things like the Scorpion Builder Crow, They can they can punch pretty hard. So their identities start to change.
1: And the Sworn Brothers are are pretty punchy. I mean, they've got, you know, the built-in Sundering. So they they definitely have some decent damage output as well.
0: And then we got three tactics cards here, as per usual, right? All these commanders will. Uh, The first one being Ruthless Approach. And I really like this one. Ruthless Approach. At the start of a friendly turn, attach this card to an enemy combat unit until the end of the round. While attached, the enemy suffers the following effects based on what tactic zone you control. So if you control the crown, the enemy takes a negative two to panic test rolls. If you have the wealth location, negative one to defense save rolls, the tactic zone enemy loses all abilities, which is great. If you've got the melee attack zone, minus two attack dice. If you've got the cavalry, uh, sorry, if you have the maneuver zone, they get minus two speed, which is devastating.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a rough suite of abilities. And I mean, you're playing this at the start of a friendly turn, so, I mean, theoretically, you could impact, like, that That could affect them for a whole turn where maybe they're getting, like, you know, you give them minus one defense save, and they're going to have that for the whole rest of that round, right? So if they're getting attacked right. multiple times, it's a good way to, like, line up your shot. And especially because, you know, the well-space is something that you're usually looking for as Night's Watch to recover. So I think, I mean, that's a really cool ability to, to last for a whole turn. And, I mean, the only thing is you do, it, it that one requires a little bit of setup, you know, because you also have to think about you know, I have to play this and also control that zone. So you can play it when your NCU is about to claim an open zone so you know that you're going to get it, but you have to like keep that in mind.
0: I guess I'm really worried also about uh, Free Folk against this. That tactics zone is going to become a lot more important to control because if the enemy loses all abilities, you can make my insignificant units become significant. And then with his like plus two attack dice, he can start cleaning up some of the raiders and scoring some serious points.
1: I mean, potentially, yeah. That's a that's another awesome one. I mean, like it's it's super flexible. I think even just like the minus two panic test rolls. Now you need a ten to not lose units when you're you know uh, taking morale with your free folk. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, think about giving Lannister guardsmen minus two movement speed. I, you know, oh, they're not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, they're moving two inches. They're like shifting. Holy man. crap! Yeah, that's gonna be amazing. And so then, even then, they like if they marched, wouldn't they just only go four inches too? I yeah. mean, like it's that's like uh, really compounds their ability. So I mean, you could just keep a unit out of the game for a long time with, with this card. I mean, for a whole round,
0: that's can be pivotal in certain game modes. Absolutely. So that's and you, what, you got two of really these cool in your move. deck, right? So, mm-hmm. geez, you could go to town on one unit, or you could you got no abilities and you have no movement.
1: And I think this contributes to that thing that like Don Shelkey was talking about, where like. You know, they lack that big play potential, but this is a big play card. This is a card where, you know, if I'm trying to kill your best thing, I want to, you know, take down your Knights of Casterly Rock or your Flayed Men. So I'm going to give them like a whole bunch of negatives and have like my NCUs claiming the worst zones for you. And then you start chopping them down.
0: And you could give minus two attack dice to a giant, right? Because it's if they generate any hits, if they're rolling no attack die... Yeah, that's true. That's Can't true. Can't any hits, that's, that's pretty gross. Uh, that's,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, that seems like a really powerful card for sure.
0: Okay, seeing their flaws, card number two. After an enemy combat unit completes an action, that enemy becomes panicked and vulnerable. If that enemy is within short range of Alistair Thorn, you may place this card on top of your tactics deck instead of discarding it. And wow.
1: Pretty good. So that's our, I mean, this card can be used over and over again. So that's, I mean, <laughs> that seems pretty useful. That's Just huge. After they complete an action, and has to be a combat unit, so not an NCU, but that specific enemy becomes panicked and vulnerable. Um, yeah, I mean, the short range of Alistair Thorne, I mean, I, you know that that's not always going to come up. I mean, you know, you might pull it off, you might not. You basically that means you're like in melee or very close to melee. With
0: you begin one of those big like tar pits in the middle of the board and you start, yeah. panicking, vulnerable, vulnerable everybody.
1: I mean, if you're like surrounding an enemy and you're in melee, and then they like take an action to just like attack you or something like that, and then you, you know, have them kind of surrounded, and then you throw this in there too. I mean, it, it's a it's a pretty. I mean that could be also very powerful. At the very least, I mean a panicked and vulnerable. I mean those putting two tokens on a
0: on a target is is super awesome. Wow. Now the downside is I guess it's going to prevent you from cycling through your deck as much, but maybe that's not a big deal, right? This it's could you could use this to keep from running out of cards if you're going really fast through your deck. Be like yeah, you know my last card just keeps being this.
1: I still I still find that I don't wind up running through a ton of cards. Uh, I, I mean, have yeah. you? I mean, I, even when I'm, tr- like, specifically burning as many as I can a turn, it's, like, kind of difficult to use every card.
0: Right. It depends if you're, like, really trying to, um, like, draw a tactic zone and then discard everything that you don't want. Like, if I go out, nothing useful right now, I'm going to just keep fishing. But for the Night's Watch, and I haven't played as much with them, but with things like Vows that you can attach and get out of your hand, at like the starter friendly turn or whenever like combat dice are rolled, you know, you could dump, like you could dump those out pretty fast. So, you know, what is that two or three of
1: seven? They also have ones like, uh, you know, like when a friendly combat unit is destroyed or when you expend a condition token, you know, there's like a whole bunch that are kind of dependent on like the enemy doing something. And like, you know, if they don't wind up with a token on you, they might not be right. able to do anything at all. So that, I, there's definitely some nice watch cards that can get stuck in your hand. And I mean, this is something that would be pretty useful that you can draw over and over again. Um, so, I mean, I, it's cool. It's, I don't know if I would always do that or count on it, but like, if that's something that's really going to wreck your opponent, you know, if they're playing something that's very vulnerable to morale, yeah, uh, you know, and you, you just, or, or you just have that one unit that's like really a thorn in your side and you want to just be able to, you know, do a bunch. I mean, feel element. like this is
0: great against like a Lannister supremacy list. A lot of times, those Lannister uh. units have high armor and not great morale, but you know enough that they can generally pass. So throwing out the panic tokens can really keep those abilities from triggering, and then you chop through their armor. Exactly.
1: I mean, so I think this would be good against, I guess, really anything. I mean, a vulnerable tokens awesome against you know, regardless if you have good armor. I mean, and then it just gets better with bad armor, really, unless yeah. you're at like the invulnerable six plus. But you know, re-rolling those. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a cool card. I think it's uh, pretty good. It's not as good as the first one, but I think it's pretty good.
0: And then pathetic attempt after a friendly combat unit is attacked. If he did not lose a rank, the attacker suffers D three wounds plus one additional wound for each remaining rank in the defending unit beyond the first. If the defending unit contains Alistair Thorne, you automatically count as rolling a three. So that's going to be great. in some of these Hardy nights watch units basically like a
1: best case scenario you're dealing five wounds
0: for that's what, significant know, in my opinion
1: i mean five wounds yeah that's a that's a, a full rank and it's right. you know no no save i mean that could be five wounds to a giant oh
0: oh you know? yeah and, and think about it like it's a giant it's sometimes a stretch to kill a whole rank with a giant right it's d3 plus one you got to roll high you roll low you just took you know five wounds and how many wounds does a giant have Do they have five or six five wounds so i mean so,
1: theoretically you get this guy tied up with a giant the giant has swings hasn't taken any wounds yet so he only does four four wounds right. to you or or sorry you have to like have one well, you roll a three
0: right he rolls a one or two he's only doing two or three I mean, like, wounds your, your giant is
1: just deleted from the board right
0: so the giant's like well do i think i can roll a three on a d3 or lose my seven point model i don't know
1: yeah so it's basically you're doing between yeah, I mean, like, worst case scenario, if you only have one rank, then you're just doing D3 wounds back, which that's not going to blow anybody's hair back. But
0: I mean, I wait until the Mountain That Rides comes charging some random unit. I mean, if you, if you,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, the Mountain That Rides. Like, yeah, you. you could kill him too. I mean, because you only need, what, four wounds to take him out?
0: Are we seeing, yeah, and are we seeing a really a, a, a dramatic shift in the way we might see Dire Wolves being played with trappers, with things like this?
1: And that's it, yeah. I I the, the dire wolves definitely have some really, really bad matchups. And that's why I think you probably, you know, if you're playing Starks at like the tournament level, you probably do want like if you're taking a, a wolf list that you'll probably want to have a backup plan.
0: I mean, know? it's really now you're using it for what, activations only? I mean, activations only, and, but... you know,
1: some incidental combat. You know, the wolves in the Night's Watch Ghost is awesome, but it's like, you know, if you're leaving it out there or running it past trappers, you know, there could be situations where it dies without doing anything. I mean it costs you zero points, so there's that. But right. then and ghost
0: actually uh I guess it's Nightwatch versus Nightwatch then, but ghost you can't play a tactics card off his attack. Oh man. Yeah. So then so, yeah, then
1: that doesn't kill him.
0: So that might be like the one dire wolf that you're like, oh maybe I feel okay. You know, Nightwatch versus Nightwatch. You're like, I can do this.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's kind of a specific example, but for sure, I mean like that's one where
0: i think anything that deals automatic
1: wounds is is rough on wolves for the most part you know because they just have so they're but they're not really that you know they only have a three plus save and two wounds anyway so it's pretty easy to kill them right. i mean they're they're just to really like waste the time of bigger units i mean they could be devastating though if you put them in the right position to you know like if you have gray wind uh you know flank charging somebody giving them vulnerable and then follow it up i mean You're going to do incidental damage. You'll get a couple guys. You might inspire a a morale test to kill it. You know, I mean, it's very easy to get your no points back for wolves, but you got to be careful. You know, if you see trappers out there, then obviously, you know, steer clear.
0: I still have the emotional scars of your early uh, wolf lists, the wham list 2.0 and the wham list original. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they were a nightmare. Now it's like, okay, now there's a lot more ways to deal with that and.
1: That's how the game develops, right? Is there's right. like the, there's like the hot jam. There's the thing that's like, wow, this is unbeatable. And then something else comes out, and you're like, oh, that is now. Right. It's not not that's not bad, but I would say, you know, where it was a slam dunk before to take wolves with Starks. I think now you have to go. Okay, well, I mean, am I really going to get that many activations? I mean, maybe I'll have like one or two more than a Lannister list, but I'm I'm going to have less than a you know uh free folk list. Is that three point attachment really worth it?
0: Right. Oh, we're seeing our game get all grown up. It's developing a (laughs) whole new meta. That's right, man. All right, next commander, Donald Noy, defender of Castle Black. Mastercrafted equipment is his ability. While you control the Wealth Zone, this unit's attacks gain plus one to hit, and its defense save rolls of six, block two hits. So, yeah, it makes his stuff better. Plus one to hit, and better armor. While they're controlling the the well zone, I don't know. First impressions of that.
1: I mean, it seems okay. I mean, it's it's definitely a powerful effect for sure. I mean, that's that's an enormous bonus. But it, I I still feel it's kind of like um uh what's his face uh Bron right like having to control a zone to get any effect at all is just like really painting a target on your back to have that
0: ability like very rarely. You the know? thing is like, are the Night's Watch really having a hard time hitting stuff? They have three plus on most of their units. Yeah. I well, know the difference. two plus is better. And I guess those recently spoiled Night's Watch crossbowmen might not have a, a high to hit sk- uh ability, so maybe this would help them.
1: potentially I mean I th- I still think even just like in like sworn brothers, like that's a good that's a good ability to have. I mean, hitting on two plus with sundering is like, you know, that's pretty gross.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um but I, I yeah, I, math math that out. Yeah, it, it's more but it's a defensive ability, so it's like, eh is he really better than Jon Snow? I mean, Jon Snow is so good you know for the zero point attachment and then having like the free wolf is just kind of the cherry on top so i think we'll have to take a look at his
0: uh, tactics cards and see you know kind of how he stacks Yeah up. and i think they sometimes they balance some of these guys by giving them better tactics cards if their abilities aren't as stellar <clears throat> So we got bulwark formation start of the round attach this card to a friendly combat unit until the start of its next activation so it lasts a, a whole round you got to do it at the start of the round though so you're going to probably forget do mis- that's a miss trigger city man yeah. <laughs> how many times have we run into that where we're like oh, oh my god crap. i gotta wait secret, three turns. secret mission at the start of the round oh well it's the last activation i forgot <laughs> son of a gun Yep. yep so yep. while attached this unit may not make attack actions but it gains plus one to defense save rolls and attackers do not gain charge flank or rear bonuses against this unit what
1: ostracely good I mean, so you have your unit that's sitting in on an objective and is about to take a whole bunch of damage. You just pop this on there at the start of the round, and you're like, all right, well, that, that thing that you really needed to dislodge, it's not coming off.
0: Yeah, and you got two of these new tactics deck. So you could have a, you know, I just, it's kind of interesting It's what a trade-off of not being able to take attack actions. So you couldn't compel them with the tactics board then, right? Because it gives them a free attack action. Cause you can't. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I mean, think about how good that is. Like you throw that, that in, there. in there. I mean, like you get on a point. Yeah. I mean, think about it, You're taking like the wealth zone, right? So you're like, that's kind of his thing. Anyway, you get the bonus to defense, you're like, recovering, you know, like best case scenario, you're, you know, rolling defense saves of like three plus, right. You're, you know, blocking two hits on rolls of six they are not getting any sort of bonuses for charge flank or rear. Like you're just able to absorb so much aggression and, you know, your opponent's not going to, like, you know, they're going to be lining up to, 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 like, a whale on one of your units, and you just go, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> My guys yeah. are fine. Uh,
0: also, defensive counter. When an unactivated friendly combat unit is attacked with melee, before attack dice are rolled, the attacker becomes weakened, and their attacks lose all abilities until the end of the turn. I mean, that's also extremely good. Yeah, the losing all abilities, I just keep going over, that's that's really powerful. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. And you can have that in spades with this guy. No Lannister Supremacy. No insignificant. Uh, what do neutrals have? That might be scary. No horrific visage. No
1: So know, those are defensive spread
0: fears. Yeah. That would that one would, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean that's pretty cool.
0: You know, that's super useful. And it's because you can put it where you want it to go. Um, I think it's like important not to underestimate that flexibility.
1: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and I, I like that this guy's already leading into like a very specific sort of build. Like you're really going like, I'm going to get on points and never move. So you have to have like that early burst of speed and then you're just, you know, holding the line, just staying
0: on top of the, the you know, staying on target <laughs> and making and then, sure that you don't die. And then speaking of holding the line, his ne- his last card, Hold the Line, when a friendly combat unit begins its activation Engage, So it's in there, in the thick of things. That unit's melee attacks gain plus one to hit and roll plus two dice for this turn.
1: That's kind of like a assault veteran on a card. Yeah.
0: Right? Uh, So that seems pretty good. Plus one to hit plus two dice? Yeah. And you can't go over a one plus, right? So it can't be auto-hit. So with mastercrafted equipment, you can't just be like insta-hitting. But, you know, you can have several units in your army then ready to rock.
1: I mean, if you're hitting on a two plus, like you're not missing very often. You might not right. miss any, you know, I, that's going to be a really powerful attack. And rolling plus two dice. I mean, so you like you can have like your sworn brothers rolling like 10 dice, uh, hitting on a two plus with Sundering. I mean, that's better than a yeah, possible berserker attack, you know. <laughs> Got to be grindy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Right?
0: Right? It's definitely a different sort of look. Which brings us to Awful Yarwick, right? It's Awful <laughs> not not oh the hell or yahar uh. no. okay fine uh he's a war machine specialist uh he was so good in uh avengers um but so for spotter is his ability when a friendly war machine unit attacks an enemy with within long range and line of sight of this unit that unit may reroll any misses uh yeah i mean it seems kind of cool i so here's the here's the thing.
1: I, so I'm thinking like you have to dedicate an entire infantry unit plus this guy to just reroll misses. I mean, for... he
0: never goes in anything but conscripts, right? I would have to think so, yeah.
1: Because like you know, a line of sight is the other part of it. So he has to be looking the right way. So you really right. can't like keep him too far away. I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of cool because what I guess what you could do there is like you know set him up so that. He's in a unit that's fighting close combat with a with a you know an enemy unit, and then like the scorpion is just lighting him up in the side the whole time and,
0: and apparently that uh apparently that catapult was a nights watch unit was that's what people are saying on the interwebs they could be wrong, but so there may uh, be another i mean the war machine crew getting to re rolled misses it rolls three dice on a three plus or one die on a two plus sure it helps, but I don't necessarily think that the war machine right now that we have the scorpion builder crew is at a great loss for being able to hit things. Very true. Uh, yeah. So if there was a larger catapult, something with like a little bit of scatter or more dice, but like harder to hit, maybe this would be a huge boon for that.
1: I'll believe um, it when I see it on top of
0: a zebra rug. Yes, there we go. We need the zebra <laughs> rug. And uh, we don't actually have his... Oh, that's a regular attachment, not a commander, by the way. So there are no right. command cards for him. He's the one point attachment. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Because I don't think any of the other units are
0: commanders, right? No, they're all attachments. Um, all attachments. So it's gives it with Gren now? Gren has powerful blows. This unit's melee attacks roll plus one die and gain critical blow. Rolls of six cause two hits. So good. That seems pretty good for two points. I mean, um, so, so where do you put them? not in the sworn brothers because they've already got thundering and critical blow they don't need more critical blow plus one die do you put them in veterans of the watch maybe maybe i mean yeah that would be pretty beastly three plus on plus one die nine dice critical blows because
1: that's one thing i think they maybe aren't so good at is like just damage output
0: yeah do you do you put them in your conscripts? That makes it a five point unit. It would be eight dice with healing and no armor. No, that's that's too expensive then. But I mean, it's a cool it's a cool ability for two points. I mean, that's that's pretty that's a pretty legit attachment. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That's going to be useful at some point in this game's development when you're like, hey, I want to give some more buffs to this unit that's out here. Here's a
1: question. I mean, if you compare this to like some of like the two and three point attachments of old, you know, yep. from like the Kickstarter, it seems like they've kind of seen that attachments have not been performing at a super high level right right, right. You know, maybe some of the old stuff like you know the guys that, like the hound and, and those kind of cards like they they don't really get run very often so it seems like they're kind of juicing up the power level a little bit of the you know named attachments while keeping their points lower
0: yeah i see that too and okay which brings us to our next one it's Pipper pipar or is it piper it's pip pip pipar monkey Pippar monkey, okay, and he's apparently that's nimble. <laughs> yeah, it's not Pip. I don't remember that from the books being his last name. It is Pip. Maybe I just Pip-ar- always read Pipar it. monkey, <clears throat> but it was Pipar. I just it's like it's I just a- got Bernstein Baird. Bernstein or Bernstein. 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 So, Piper or Pipper, Pipar monkey. He's nimble. When, when making ranged attacks, this unit may shift three inches instead of the normal two. After that attack has been completed, this unit may then shift an additional three.
1: I mean, that seems really good. Because, I mean, think about you, you get like your shot, you like, you shift in, shoot, shift back. So
0: then you're like out of range again.
1: That's kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. And uh, I think the Ranger Hunters, where he's really the only possible place to be put right now, while well, that's good, I think the the crossbowmen that are going to come out eventually are going to be the real sweet spot for him.
1: Uh, because, I mean, the short range of the Ranger Hunters is maybe not the best. I mean, I, I mean, know. it helps.
0: It helps. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. Um, I'm also looking forward to being able to like have them. I mean, for the Night's Watch, they've got no problem firing into combat. So they can also, you know, wait till the units engage, come up, shoot them in the side and shift, you know, three up, shoot, shift another three, and start making their way towards the back arc of their opponent.
1: Yeah, like three inch, three and three is, like, you yeah, know, that's pretty far. I mean, that's like it's a six-inch six? move. Yeah. yeah. That's like the fastest infantry units in the game. So, I mean, if you're moving in the same direction now, but shifts can only be really, like, kind of, you're not, like, turning. You're just kind of, like. Right. But you can, like, shift, you know. You shift over, forward, backwards. So you can do a lot with that.
0: So, that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. And you may. So, you could always just shoot and then shift three back if you wanted to and not, you know, not do any other shenanigans.
1: I mean, you can even shift back three, shoot, and shift back another three. You know what I mean? So that you're like super far away.
0: Absolutely. All right, Alistair Thorne, the vindictive overseer. Two points, infantry, the ability order at any cost, same as before in the commander version. If this unit would fail a panic test, kill one model in this unit to automatically pass that panic test, but also now the in order in sight. When this unit makes a melee attack, the attack rolls its highest attack die value, and gains Vicious, the Defender suffers negative 2 to their panic test. This unit suffers D3 wounds after this attack has been completed. All right, Mr. Stark. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, I mean, this is not quite as good as that, right? Because Stark Fury is you uh, get critical blow, and you, you know, uh, what is it, plus one to hit, right?
0: Yeah. So I this is
1: complete blank right now. So, so you, I think you get plus one to hit you get critical blow and then you take D3 into the end. So this is basically switching critical blow with vicious. So I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same idea. I think that, you know, Knights watch are better at recovering wounds than Starks are though. So that maybe that D3 wounds doesn't matter quite as much. It's less of a, of a penalty, but is that like really that great that you would take that as a two point attachment? Like who is that going? I don't know. That's an
0: interesting question.
1: And if you I mean, throw them with sworn brothers and they have an attack, that means that they're going to have sundering critical blow and vicious. Which is which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's you know, but then that's a, what an 8 point unit. You know, that's that's getting up to, you know, brotherhood the what do they call <laughs> the Brotherhood of the faith or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, the
0: warrior sons. Warrior
1: sons, right. Yeah, so that it's getting up into warrior son sort of level. So you need warrior uh-oh. son level of power
0: coming out of this guy. Yeah, he's going to be great on dance of dragons, right? Anything where you're like if you fail a panic test you drop the objective yeah, and you're like, yeah. you know, I cannot have this unit drop it, throw them in there. You're good to go.
1: Yeah, he'd be interesting. I, yeah, I, 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 two points is a lot for, I mean, cause I think the other thing is that the night's watch they do have like their units are expensive anyway. So I feel like I have a less wiggle room for attachments, but right. I mean, that's still, that's still a pretty awesome ability. And if you really need a an attack to get through and do a lot of damage you know i- I like I said that critical blow sundering vicious, i mean that's like the trifecta of just you're gonna put through a lot of damage,
0: yeah, it's true, all right, then uh getting up there, three point attachment, corn half hand the grizzled ranger, corn half hand the man of the plan, the man with half a hand, he's got <laughs> the order <laughs> stubborn tenacity when this unit passes a panic test, one enemy engaged with this unit suffers d three wounds. And he's got the final ability, go down fighting. Each time a rank in this unit is destroyed, one enemy engaged unit suffers one wound. Control the attack zone, deal D3 wounds instead. It's pretty cool. I, I, yeah. I, three points, though. That, what do you think of that go down fighting ability?
1: I mean, we've seen this before, right? Didn't somebody else have this kind of thing? Yeah, but effect? I feel
0: like it's different when it's in like a Free Folk unit from a night watch unit. Yeah. Free I mean, Folk so. our loser are Luzid ranks all the time yeah four and a half and you know what unit is you put in That's going to be i mean this is gravy right it's extra stuff but you sure. are paying for it you know this may not have been the ability i would have asked for it's thematic but like I so you know. put them in
1: like veterans of the watch right so then right. um you know they, they get attacked right so then they use their ability that reflects like blocked hits back to the enemy then they of course pass their panic test so they deal d3 wounds and then, if you do manage to destroy, even if you do manage to destroy a, a rank, then they're immediately going to reflect another wound back. So it's kind of like disincentivizes attacking it. But then.
0: That's an 11 point unit, though.
1: 11 points, you know? Um, so is
0: that Warrior Sons level? Would you, would you rather take that of the
1: Warrior
0: Suns? Or <laughs> you yeah, man. Uh, I, th- this is so you can much take anything
1: of them. <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, they're good. They're, yeah, listen. Not to get off topic, but the Warrior Suns are fine. I just don't think they're eight points fine. That's all. So yeah, I think Corn Halfhand is is interesting, you know, but like if my opponent takes an eleven point unit on the table that's not able to just get to me and kill like most of my stuff and it has to like I have to attack it for it to really do that much, I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just leave it alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, that's no, a quarter that's more than a quarter of your whole army, so then no problem. I'll just, you know, I'll just like, ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Right, yeah. I mean, like, for at eleven points, that unit has to be deleting other units like regularly
0: for it. And that's uh, almost
1: four units of
0: free folk raiders. That's true. That's true. That's how I see everything. <laughs> it's uh, just that's it, the that's the that's the rule. It, it, it works both ways, though. I'll be like pumping gas in my car, and I'll be like, "Man, I could have bought a unit of free folk raiders. <laughs> Damn it!"
1: Yeah, three bucks a gallon, but it's only one. Right?
0: One of, yeah. It's got to be two two times I fill up the gas thing because I need to buy them in pairs. <laughs> so, uh, non-combat units Othel Yarwick or Othel or Othel I'm going to get that right at the point, some point he is an NCU commander for the Night's Watch he is the first builder hand of the first builder is his ability when Othel claims a zone on the tactics board you may replace its effects with search your tactics deck or discard pile for one of Othel's command card tactics cards and add it to your hand And then shuffle your tactics deck. So every time you clean a zone, you can get one of his cards directly put into your hand, shuffle things up, move on with your life. I mean,
1: we have to read his cards off here, but, you know, assuming there's some good ones in there, that
0: is crazy that you could just,
1: you know, just be able to pull up any card based on him
0: cleaning a zone. They're all enhancements. So first off, we have Mighty Enhancement. When a friendly unit attacks before attack dice are rolled, this attack gains critical blow. And you may re roll any attack dice. It's as if you charged. Which I think is phenomenal because I miss a lot of things when I'm not charging, I realize.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's pretty good yeah like in those two cases where you're kind of stuck in combat and you want to just be able to spike some damage and and yeah it, it's a huge difference when you're charging
0: and you get the rerolls and when you don't get the re-rolls right and then this you can also fish for sixes if you really felt so inclined
1: yeah i mean i don't really chase that too much but there's unless it's like you know this is my hail mary
0: i need to roll a couple sixes here for this right. to
1: even happen i guess but... at the
0: very least you miss you roll and you roll again, you get a chance to hit and a chance to get double hits. Uh, that's a that's a big deal. I think that's, a, that's a, a pretty strong card for sure. All right. Precision enhancement. When a friendly unit attacks before attack dice are rolled, this attack gains Sundering. So negative one to the defense save. And hits from rolls of six do not allow defense saves. Now, one thing I'm noticing here, it says when a friendly unit
1: attacks and it doesn't say anything about melee or range. So potentially this could be a Scorpion yeah thing right i mean you absolutely could like, i mean it already has sundry but the critical blow that seems pretty good
0: yeah that's phenomenal you know on those crossbowmen coming down the line yeah for sure all right and then serrated enhancement when a friendly unit attacks before attack dice are rolled the attack gains vicious so negative two to their panic tests if the defender fails their panic test they become weakened pretty good yeah these are some yeah. solid cards here and you can be fishing for them too not bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not... So I would say these aren't necessarily, like, you know, bomb cards, but you, you can't really make them so good that, like, you know, it'll warp the whole game. Because him being able to just grab the perfect one all the time is... Uh, that's an insane ability. So these are, like... I would say these are very good cards, but they're not necessarily going to, like, you know,
0: blow the door. They're not going to break the game.
1: E- yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to give something
0: uh, a keyword for a turn. I think it's a respectable. I mean, that's a nice NCU commander. I think with some of the game modes, we're not seeing NCU commanders dominate the whole meta because it can be risky on certain scenarios. But he'll probably make it in in a in a B list for sure.
1: I mean, that's just that's. I mean, that's the other superpower of the NCU commanders is having a free NCU. You know, yeah. that is you know not to be un- overlooked because that's such a huge advantage. Because I mean. Well, you can't, you know, if you're putting a, a commander attachment in a unit, you're not getting a free unit. You still have to put them somewhere, right? But right. when you have an NCU commander, you're getting a free unit, free activation, which is like and, a massive tax otherwise.
0: And a lot of NCUs for the Night's Watch are expensive. Um, You know, for example, Korn Halfhand, the Unwavering Ranger, he's a four-point NCU. Four points, not too uncommon for NCU. That's a, that's a, you know, a free NCU. You're saving yourself like almost a unit, at least a unit of conscript. Yeah.
1: Well, and think about it. I, w- I would definitely take, you know, probably Maester Amon is like my second. And then you have, so you've got you've only spent four points. You've got your commander, you've got your secondary NCU, and you've got 36 points to play with in a medium-sized yeah. game. You know, that's that's a lot. It's a lot of guys.
0: So Corrin, half-hand, unwavering ranger, four points. He's got sacrifice for the cause. Now, this NCU is one that's really, really interesting. Once per game at the start of a round, target one enemy unit and then kill corn. That enemy unit may not activate this round.
1: That's a that is a very interesting one because it's one of those things where you just you got to play it at the right time. I mean, it can be backbreaking. I think, you know, if you if you've used Corin and it's turn 5 or 6 and you're like, I've got one turn left anyway. He's got this one thing that's going to happen, but you know, if that doesn't come up, I don't know that this is necessarily as good as, like, the incidental value you accumulate from some of the other right. ones. But it's, it's still, I mean, it's a very powerful effect. But then having to actually kill him, that's a, that's a pretty huge uh, downside.
0: And, you know, it can be played against uh, any unit, enemy unit. So it could be against their NCUs as well. So you just got to hope you're trading up. Donald Noy. Donald Noy, the expert blacksmith, uh, bolster defense. He's a four point NCU. When Donald claims the wealth zone, you may replace that zone's effect with one friendly combat unit gains plus one to defense save rolls until the end of the round. I kind of like this better than his commander in a sense. Plus one defense on these already hardy units, like a veterans of the watch unit with a two plus save. Like that's ridiculous. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think it's pretty good. I think um I don't know. I, I actually do like the commander a little better if you're going to go in that direction. Because, I mean, again, this guy's four points, which is a powerful effect. But if you're claiming another zone, it doesn't do anything. Right. That's true. You know what I mean, like, compare this to, like, I, I think, like, a gold standard is like Meister Ma- Pysel, right? So he, he, he's a three point attachment, a three point NCU, rather, takes a zone, applies a token every single turn. So right. over the course of a game, you've applied anywhere from one to six tokens on your enemy. This guy has maybe claimed the zone, the well zones, you know, maybe like three times, four times, on a good game, and you've given yourself plus one to defense save, which a only matters if um you're you getting know, attacked. If you're getting attacked, you could have, and that might not even be the right zone for you. Like you're literally kind of like going, like, all right, I, in order for me to get that bonus, I have to take the well zone. I don't really want, you know, I really would prefer maneuver or tactics, or right. you know, it's kind of forcing you to pick one specific spot which is very easily shut down, but also like self-limiting.
0: Yeah, I wonder if down the line we'll ever see more NCUs that take a zone's effect and add something to it as well. Like, you know, like Aemon, Master Maester Amon, his healing is so great because you get the effect of the board and you get to heal. Now that I'm thinking about it, this would be so much better if you could just give plus one defense saves and Aemon get the zone
1: I mean, Think about him. So he claims his zone, You restore one wound to a friendly unit, plus one for each rank, a destroyed rank in that unit. So you're healing one at a minimum. You can heal as many as three, right? And if you're claiming right. the wealth zone, you're restoring six wounds. Now, a plus one to your armor save,
0: is that worth six wounds? Well, I mean, on some units, that's going to be like a make or break thing. On others, maybe not so much. You know, conscripts don't care. I mean, it would counter a flank or something like that. But, you know, you're right. It's very situational to get. I'm kind of wondering if I've got, you know, buyer's remorse here after saying I think I like the Better <laughs> commander version.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not
0: really uh,
1: sold on that guy
0: yet. So that's our Night's Watch heroes. Uh, what do you think? Does this add, uh, you know, a, a whole new style to your Night's Watch play? What do you think? think Does it so- shake things up? yeah I think there's some really
1: awesome attachments here. I think that you know for me, like the ones that really stand out i, I like Alister Thorne as a commander and as an attachment. I like pip I like pip uh, and I really yeah. like uh, the Paul uh, commander's version, uh the attachment because I think that that it, it, even though it's not like the most spectacular like ability, but his cards and his you know uh, static effect just create such a completely different paradigm for that army that it's going to be like, you know, you're building into a whole different sort of area. And I think that's,
0: yeah, I think Alistair Thorne, Alistair Thorne is uh, really appealing. Uh, I want to definitely try some games with him. I think he's the one here out of this whole box that I'm like, Ooh, like that's a, that's kind of a must have in my army list for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I would say so. I mean, he's going to be cool. I I mean, you know, you obviously try out all of them. I mean, like, I've said it so many times and I probably will keep saying it, but like, I love the hero boxes because they really bring so much variety to the army. And like you haven't bought any new units, but you throw this army, this hero box in there. And it's like, you can make like 40 different permutations of the same army and it's all different. Uh, So I I love
0: them. And I feel like in some sense, I have less euphoria over this box as I did the free folk box. I got really excited on that podcast episode, but because the difference is like in the free folk (laughs) heroes, it was like, Holy crap. This like makes them play like, this has like a whole new way of playing free folk. Like it really ups their damage value, like really changes and gives unlocks all this potential where I feel like these are all like very careful and calculated ways to like, just squeeze a little bit more potential out of your units. And I think maybe that's partly due to the faction identity of having these elite units already, like nothing like, okay, veterans of the watch. It's an eight point unit. That's a lot. You maybe want to be taking Sworn Swords instead, but wait, now with some of these ways you can kind of tweak this unit, you know, maybe it's worth taking the Veterans of the Watch because they can, with some slight adjustments, be hitting on like a 2+, plus or have Sundering, or have, you know, Critical Blow. Or at the same time, maybe now you don't need to take them because you can take the Sworn Brothers and you can pump up their stats a little bit. So, and I mean, the
1: veterans of... of the watch would be cool too, like with anything with the, any of these like defensive bonuses that you give them, and then like when they reflect back hits and they're rolling two plus. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. very cool. I, I don't know if there's like the power level is quite as high as the free folk one, but the free folk also have to deal with having you know free folk army units, so
0: right, and so they can get away with having more powerful heroes because their units are basically like chaff.
1: exactly you're you're overwhelming and you know you know they're on paper they're just like their worst stats but you get more of them and you get heroes that are like cheaper than probably they should be otherwise because they are in a unit that's you know not as tough
0: right man so i'm excited i can't wait to get these miniatures uh and i am anxiously awaiting i think it's now confirmed let me let me pull up my message here i don't want to misspeak here while you're uh, looking that
1: up, by the way, I can't believe you, you literally thought you were about to say, because you said, I can't wait to get these miniatures. And then you didn't follow that with on
0: the table. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and uh, we definitely have, we've had some uh, official word that'll go unnamed that um, May 23rd is the official release day for the Starks 2 Hero Box, the Warrior Son, the Night's Watch Conscripts, the Lannister Hero Box 2. The uh, free folk trappers, free folk cave dwellers, and the game night kit, too. We're looking at May 23rd coming to an, a local gaming store near you. And, uh, you know, get those miniatures, get them painted up, share some photos on the Facebook page. And if you're listening to this and you are on Facebook or even not, maybe on Discord, Reddit, wherever, you know, Simon is doing a like My Simon Monday where they'll like post pictures of their stuff on Monday that people send them of like painted miniatures. Man, we gotta get we gotta get a Song of Ice and Fire on there more. So for Monday, so you can get something painted up, just shoot it over to the Facebook page from, for for Simon. Or if you want to just post it on Discord as your own fun thing, or tag it on Instagram. If you do tag it on Instagram, hashtag on the table gaming as well. But uh, <laughs> let's get Simon to put out some my miniature Monday, my Simon Mondays, a Song of Ice and Fire painted miniatures. And if we give them a bunch of stuff, if we give it to them, they're gonna want to put it up. So let's start sending it their way and start building up this game. more.
1: It's been really cool. No, it's been cool that seeing like, I, I've noticed in the Facebook group too, that there's been like more and more people asking about getting started and getting this. And so it's like, it's been really encouraging. I know people have been very frustrated with the release schedule and you know, they can certainly, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's aggravating for sure. People who like the pre-ordered and stuff like that. I think, you know, we have light at the end of the tunnel now as far as that's concerned and hopefully we can, you know, keep moving through without um, any more hiccups now that they've sort of got their distribution worked out. But uh in the meantime, it is cool to see like new players really coming in and 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 being super excited about the game and I think, you know, now that we're in the next, current season of the show
0: and everybody's got a lot of energy surrounding the game of Thrones, it's really
1: awesome to to be part of the game.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I think the the shows help and drive some more interest. Uh this is a great time if you want to help build community to go to your store and get these miniatures out there playing. You walk by and, what is that is that game of thrones yeah it is like there's john snow watch me kill him like you know get, them, get them
1: invested <laughs> you gotta put you gotta put that giant like so for the kickstarter backers the giant iron throne on the table yeah oh, doesn't do anything it's the first player marker but just like have that out and people will be like what is this dude that that thing is amazing though get you ripped passing
0: it back and forth your turn <laughs>
1: Okay. That was probably one how of the most so impressive strong. miniatures I've seen. Like when, when like our Kickstarters came in and I opened that like,
0: Hand of the King pledge box and I was like,
1: oh, man. That, are you, that, is thing, so is a,
0: that thing and the Lannister uh, halberdiers are weapons. You try to pick them up wrong, you like stab yourself. <laughs> it's definitely blood on my throne.
1: I just remember seeing the mountain that rides and how huge he was. Like the actual yeah. miniature was like, I mean, it was like a cue ball. It was so heavy and giant. I was like, wow, that is enormous.
0: I heard uh, rumor had it that they originally sculpted him to the size so he could fit on the Iron Throne. They're just like, that was the right scale. He sits in a (laughs) humble chair. Anyhow. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. And if you can, be sure to to tell a friend about our podcast and uh, um, post a comment. Let us know what you think of the podcast, if you're enjoying it, what you want to hear more of. We do have coming up in the future some plans to have a specific community content episode. We have some really cool custom scenarios coming out. Of course, we want to talk to Yannick Burr about the Others Faction and maybe get some of you guys to help us playtest it. And uh, just stay tuned. In the meantime, I hope you get your miniatures on the table.